everybody and welcome to episode 39 of Unfiltered. I can't believe we're here. Oh my goodness. Um, A special merry day after Christmas to everyone that celebrates and um, just also to those that find holidays really difficult. Um, I feel for you and I'm so sorry and I'm thinking of you. Um, and here's to hoping 2021 is better. Um, next week, I will um, release an episode on the 1st of January, which is kind of crazy. Um, but anyway, enough rambling. Today, I was lucky enough to be joined by the lovely Maya Fleming. Maya is a YouTuber, podcaster, um, and like I want to call it self-care coach. Um, that's definitely not the real term um but she really discusses and preaches about practical self-care um and it was just so lovely to get the opportunity to speak to her I really think this episode is so helpful especially as we're moving towards a new year um lucky for us we get two episodes with her. Woo woo. So <laughs> next week, you can come right back here um, and get part two all about financial self care, which is exciting. Um, okay, that's it. I'm going to stop rambling. You guys are going to love this. Lots of love going out into the air. Um, I hope you all had the best holiday despite the circumstances. And if you don't celebrate Christmas, I hope you just had a great vacation day like where you don't get any type of um like notifications because everything's closed and nothing's really happening besides people celebrating Christmas so okay I'm done I'm done I keep on rambling bye I love you all <laughs> okay hi everyone welcome to unfiltered hi Maya thank you so much for being here thank you so much for having me um, I know that you always start your episodes with your pluses and deltas, and I was wondering if you could tell us those today. Yeah, ooh, that's a good question. No one has ever asked me about my pluses and deltas like on another podcast. Um, okay, plus, I am really looking forward to Christmas, and I'm really trying to like cultivate like a Christmas spirit, which I don't know if that makes any sense, but living alone... Um, I feel like I have to be proactive and kind of doing those holiday things to cultivate that feeling or else December just feels like December and it's cold outside and that's it. Um, but yeah, um, I have a lot of things in the works that I'm super excited about for Gentler and it's starting to feel like, it's felt like a real brand for a while, but now it's really kind of feeling like I'm, I'm doing things. Um, I have an office now at home and that's really fun. I have a desk coming this weekend. It's a small things for me. Um, Delta, I, with all that stuff happening, I have really got to restructure my time and systems in a way that, um, allow for me to do more. I just put up a vlog this or earlier today and I talked about how I had systems, but they weren't configured for the things I'm doing right now. Like they were like fine for me last year, even me over the summer. But now that I've ramped things up a little bit, I have to get a little bit better about that. Um, I'm also just so tired and exhausted and it's just kind of that season end of the year is a mad dash but I'm really trying to prioritize rest as well I, I hate glamorizing busyness and all of that that culture really bothers me so I don't want to play into it but those are my pluses and deltas 
Oh, well, thank you for sharing. And I love that last piece you said about glamorizing busyness. I feel like it's so hard to not associate um, happiness with productivity Mm -hmm. because it just seems like that's the world we live in. Um, And it's just the craziest thing. Sometimes I think about the fact that like I'll get mad at myself for like waking up later or like sleeping a little extra. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, you know, you're always told your entire life, you need eight hours, you need eight hours. But exactly. then, like, somehow you never want to give yourself that. I'm like, okay, well, if I get four or five, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. And like, that is not healthy. That's not safe, you know? So thank you so much for just raising awareness to that. Because I feel like it's so easy to be like, oh, I'm such a go-getter. I wake up at six and like journal and do yoga. And like, sometimes I sleep till 10 and that's okay too. And like, yeah. you know, that's important. So thank you. Um, also the little things I just got an <laughs> office, um, for one of my like internships and it was the coolest thing ever. I like took pictures to send to my mom <laughs> because it's just like so fun to have your own space. Yeah. You know, you just like that's, instantly more productive. That's probably the biggest thing I miss from going to work every day is like being in my office and having like my little corner and area. So I'm happy to bring that home. Yes, that's the best. Um, and then, so moving on into my next question, um, you have an incredible episode all about transitory self-care. And at the beginning of the episode, you give a little information about describing each type of self-care. And I was just wondering if you could do that for us today. Yeah, so I like to think of self-care as like three different types. So there's foundational self-care, and that's when you, like the name suggests, kind of lay the foundations. Like you're really priming your mind to be able to receive self-care. So for me, that looks like journaling to really understand what it is I want out of life, what actually is self-care for me. It also helps me to establish patterns. Um, like, cause some things can be self-care in one moment, but not self-care in another moment, like a Netflix binge. Maybe I want to binge a Netflix show because I'm truly tired and I deserve that. But other times I might be doing it because I am really afraid of a task coming up and I'm trying to procrastinate. So if I keep steady like track of my moves and feelings and what I do in those situations, I can better recognize whenever I am self-sabotaging. Um, foundational self-care also can be like affirmations, things that kind of reprogram your mind to be able to understand what is helping you and what's not helping you. Therapy is great foundational self-care as well. Um, preparatory self-care is the things that you do that don't feel like self-care in the moment, um, but later on will be. So for me, that's cleaning up my apartment. Um, Right now, exercise is preparatory self-care for me. For some people that might be transitory self-care, it might just be like instant gratification. Personally, I have not gotten to the point where I enjoy exercise just yet. So it's still preparatory for me. Um, Getting out clothes the night before, most of my systems, I would say, are preparatory self-care. And then transitory self-care is kind of like that mainstream self-care idea where you're just kind of getting the instant gratification and you are doing something that's pleasurable but might not really pose a solution to your problem, but might restore you enough so that you can go and work for that solution later. So like I said, Netflix binge, if you know I'm super tired and I have a bunch of things on my to-do list, but I've really been giving giving it my all. A Netflix binge isn't going to cross things off the list, but it's going to help me to not be able to burn out. Um, bubble baths, face masks, those kinds of things are what I would consider to be um, transitory self-care. Some things might fall into multiple like things depending on the intention behind it. Um, like I said, uh, therapy could be foundational self-care. You could also consider it to be preparatory um, depending on how you view it, but that's pretty much like the framework that I use. 
I love that. I feel like, you know, just the mainstream general image of self-care is like bubble baths and like face masks. And there's just so much more that goes into it. Um, and I listened to you on another podcast and I love the piece you talked about how, you know, you need to create a foundation and a self-care system that works for you. And that's for yourself now, not your ideal self, not mm -hmm. the self you want to be, but because then you'll just end up failing and you'll, then it's like this vicious perpetuating cycle of like, oh, I'm not good enough. And now I'm here again, but it's because you're not being realistic in who you are. And I, I really loved that piece. Um, so yeah, there's so much that goes into self-care, but thank you for that breakdown. Um, and then just because you've just talked a little bit about this, how sometimes you can feel tired and in, as a way to prevent yourself from burning out, you might have that Netflix binge. And I wanted to talk to you about how you, um, differentiate burnout, um, from like just you being like tired or you lazy might not be the right word, but just like kind of like you don't want to do things. So how you're differentiating those two things and then also how you create a schedule where you're challenging yourself, but then also giving yourself the grace to rest and take some time away and, you know, do what is best for you. Yeah, that's a good question. So um, I want to preface this by saying I'm not a mental health professional. So I, you know, not a therapist. But these are all just like my personal experience things. But for me, I differentiate being tired versus being burnt out, burnt out because, um, you know, every day I'm tired. Like I'm in bed right now because I just took a nap before doing this. Like I'm tired at the end of the day. I, I work a nine to five and I work on the podcast stuff. So naturally I'm going to be tired, but I know it's not burnout because I'm still looking forward to working on it again. Like there's still some sense of pleasure in it, but there have been things where I really just worked until the wheels came off and I was just like, you know, I don't even want this anymore. I don't, I don't like it. I had no sense of joy attached to it anymore. And that's not to say it can't be restored, but I had to take a massive break. Like I have been posting YouTube videos for the past three days for Vlogmas, but I had not posted consistently for two years because I burnt out. I was posting videos all the time and turning them out and then not doing anything to restore myself. And I just, I hated it after a while. So that's kind of how I can tell. Um, and what was the second part of your question? <laughs> no, that's fine. It was a loaded question. Um, <laughs> the second part was what tools you use to both challenge yourself, but then oh, right, right, give right. yourself the grace to rest. Yeah. So I used to do these massive to-do lists and I would say like, okay, just get it all done. Whatever it takes, just get it all done. Even if it's stay up all night, you know, it's just one night you got to stay up and then you can rest for the rest. And I thought that that was okay because I wasn't making a habit out of all nighters and all of that, but it still just didn't work for me. So the thing I do now, I ask myself like three to five tasks that would really advance me further down to being my ideal self and I'm all about simplicity so I'm not going to do a bunch of like meaningless tasks because I don't have enough time um so for example when I was trying to really grow my podcast I in the beginning I was like commenting and dming instagram accounts all day trying to get followers and so I spent like two hours like chatting with people back and forth they may follow me they might not when really I realized, okay, I am getting burnt out on this quickly. It's not having the return that I need. This isn't a good use of my time. Instead, let me try to be on other podcasts and then attract their followers by the value that I say. And if they want to come in, they can. And if they don't, that's fine too. So for me, it's just looking at, okay, 
I have three to five slots for things I can do today. What would really push me forward? And then once I get those things done, and I normally prioritize it in a way where the first thing on my list is the most important. So even if I only get that one thing done, I've already pushed myself a little bit further. So I don't feel so bad about not having anything else done. Yeah, I love that so much. Thank you. I feel like I'm always like, oh, like I'll stay up super late tonight, but then it's okay. I'll sleep all weekend or something. And then I end up just sleeping and nothing yeah. gets done. And I'm in the same position, you know? So I think it's so important to like, what are the things that I can realistically do? And that will make me feel better at the end of it. You know, like you just said, I feel like I used to be so worried about like the algorithm and, oh, I need to post this and this and this, and I need to post this many times a week. And like, first of all, if it's not giving me satisfaction and then it's also not even like raising my follower count or it's just getting people that are engaged in the work I'm putting out or my content, then like, what was the point of that? You know, it's, I think doing meaningful things is really important too as a way to prevent burnout. Um, and then um, my next question was actually, this is specifically about me, but I feel like, you know, I can, it can be for other people as well. Um, I feel like sometimes I'm like a dreamer and I have all these goals and dreams for myself. Um, and I want to be the person that I really want to be, but, um, I'm not putting in the steps or like, I'm not doing the things that I know would make me that better version of myself. So kind of like this ideal self. Um, and I was wondering if you could speak on how you like shift the narrative to like, Hey, I deserve this. And these are the steps I'm going to do to get it. Yeah. So it's funny because I actually, I feel like the podcast was born out of a moment like that I was having like uh, last September, like 2019. I think that's when I started it um, because I'm also like a huge dreamer. I'm a Pinterest queen. I have vision boards for days. Like I am always like, oh, like someday I'll be in this. Thing. But I, so I graduated college and prior to that, I always felt like, okay, like my dream life will come once I complete this stage. And so, you know, there was high school and there was like college and study abroad, all that. And so once I graduated, I was like, there's no major stage left. Like, what am I waiting for? Like, how long am I going to sit and wait for this to happen? But for a lot of my goals, I just genuinely had no idea how to move forward because I, I wanted to do things I hadn't seen people do and that I didn't know people doing and all that. So I had to, one, identify what the difference was between ideal life and my current life and I focus less on the situations I've been talking about this a little bit on my podcast but I focus more so on the type of person I would be so because you're not going to wake up into the situation um so you know if I wanted to have like 50k in savings or whatever I'm just throwing numbers out like okay what can I do to get there like I can't operate from that space. I have to operate from where I am now and get there. So what is the difference? What does ideal Maya do that's different from what current Maya is doing? And then I just focus on one thing because I can't like shifting everything at once is overwhelming and you're probably not going to do it the first go around. But if you could work on shifting like one thing, like if I know that ideal Maya works out a lot more often or she cooks at home a few days like I try I implement things maybe like one or two things at a time and then I just track progress because 
you have to have multiple iterations. Some things I thought ideal Maya really liked and I realized, oh, okay, she doesn't actually like that stuff. And that's okay. It doesn't mean I fail necessarily. It just means I tried something. I found that it wasn't aligned and now I'm good to go on to the next thing. So I think just really identifying what that difference is exactly and picking one or two things to start out with and then bringing more things in as you go. Yeah, I, I remember you, you talked about how sometimes you even need to recount the fact or just write down the fact, document the fact that you like, you failed or failed mm -hmm. may not be the right language to use, but like if you wanted to save $50 and you saved 10, okay, well write down that you saved 10 because you need to document it and you need to understand that this is where I got. And it's no progress, so now we just- Absolutely. Um, and it was also funny because you were talking about how you love Uber Eats and like so that was really fun too. But I just, I think it's super important to like, first of all, change the language. It's not a failure. But then second of all, document where you get, because that is your real self. That's who mm -hmm. you are now. Um, and this is, this goes with the previous question, but this talk about like your future self and you compared it to like, sometimes you think of your future self as like the Kardashians. Like it's just this, mm -hmm. it's not an actual person so much as it's like an idea. And I was wondering if you could tell us about some tips that you use to really connect with your future self so it becomes more of like an individual and not so much like this huge idea that seems really outlandish. Yeah, so this is probably where my self-care practice gets a little like kooky or whatever, but honestly, these things like help me a lot. And I did a podcast episode about connecting to your future self, but lately I have really been, so for one, one thing that is interesting to me, because I didn't realize it, if you can connect to your past self, you have a better chance of connecting to your future self because you're more aware of the fact that you have existed in like different, not realms, because it's the same realm, just like different time phases. So I used to always keep, um, a picture of myself at like age eight. I, I had it originally because I thought it was cute and I was being narcissistic. But then I realized <laughs> like it made me think of all the things I used to want when I was eight and like what my life looked like at that point. It was a lot of turmoil, but I, again, I was a huge dreamer. So I kept, you know, I kept the picture up on my bulletin board all throughout college and I would look at it and be like, okay, she wants this, this, and this. Am I going to let her down? Um, another thing I do is I'll do check-ins and I'll say, okay, according to how my life is going right now and the behaviors that I'm doing and all the steps I'm taking at this moment, what is my life going to look like next year or in five years or in 10 years? And if I'm not really pleased with that, then that's where I can identify the shift. Um, also just sitting down and really trying to embody my future self. And so I'll close my eyes. I will picture this ideal life, the Pinterest board, all that stuff. And I will really sit in it until it feels somewhat real. And then I'll just say, okay, what did I do to get here? What did I have to do? What steps did it take? And a lot of times I know, I know exactly what I need to do. And it's just fear keeping me back from all the things, but I know what it's going to take to unlock that next phase. It's just a matter of, okay, when are you going to do it? Um, and just having another like more practical thing I do um, when it comes to, I'm sure we're going to talk about it, but for me, money and self-care are so intertwined. So having a list of purchases that I think are going to really propel me into my ideal life. And that doesn't mean like smaller purchases, but maybe, you know, how much do I need to have to take my business full time and how much would I want to save to have a house? So I keep a list of those things. So whenever I'm eating Uber Eats and all that stuff, I'm asking myself, okay, are you willing to put off your house for this Big Mac? 
And sometimes I am because sometimes I, I work it in my budget and it's okay. But most times I'm like, eh, no, I don't think so. I don't think I'm going to do that. Yeah, that's, that's a really good point. I think it's so easy in the moment to get just so caught up in it. But then when you think about it, like, how will this actually make me feel? Um, I think that's really important, which is my next question all about how I feel as though sometimes I use self-sabotage tactics, um, you know, because I have so much comfort in where I am because it's the known, it's not the unknown. Um, and so I feel like such as like lying in my bed or binging Netflix and I'm masking it as like, oh, I'm tired. I need rest. Like my bed's so comfy. I don't want to get out. Um, or it's like just a bad day. I'll try again tomorrow. And you know, th those feelings are important and sometimes mm -hmm. you have them and sometimes they make sense and you need those days. But then sometimes it's like, okay, you're just using these tactics to mask what's really going on. And I was wondering if you can talk about how you handle those feelings are moments, and so you can plan how you're more intentional about the things you do and also then your self-care. Yeah, so I'll speak to a little bit of my experience working full-time now. Like, I am in my first job. I started working, like, August 2019, and I have made a ton of mistakes since I've been in the position. Everyone makes mistakes in jobs. I just was someone who was a high achiever, wasn't used to making mistakes and failing and all that, so it kind of hit me hard. Um, so I got in this mode of being afraid to take any action because I thought I was going to mess up. And then, you know, if I open up an email that has some feedback, I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't look at that. Like, I, ugh, I know I did it horribly because I'm a terrible employee and I'm stupid and all this stuff. And so then there's an important deadline, but I don't know it because I didn't open up the email and I really create the situation that I've been so afraid of. So I have to really remind myself with affirmations that, I'm not stupid, whatever thing I'm fearing, you know, I'm not incapable. I can handle lots of mistakes are normal. I have to really like be heavy with the affirmations. I also will ask myself, what is it about this task that like, what, what do I want to do about it? Like, what is it? Is it because I don't feel like sitting in a meeting? Why do I need, you know, am I uncomfortable physically? How can I make this a little bit more pleasant for myself? Um, and with the staying in bed thing, oh my God, that's me every morning, especially like working from home. It's just, I, what's stopping me from just working from bed and just doing all that. But I just ask myself like, how long, cause I think of it in a way, especially with running gentler, one day could be the difference of, month's progress and what I mean is you know if I could send out the right email that could be I there have been moments where I sent an email to someone I was looking up to that I've been putting off for like months and they asked me to be on their huge podcast like gals on the go with Brooke Michio and that was something I've been waiting on forever and so if I had never gotten out of bed if I had never sent that email I wouldn't have gotten the extra like literal thousands of listeners I get every day from just that episode so I just have to ask, like, how long are you willing to put off all of this success that's waiting for you? Is it worth another 15 minutes in bed? And so being able to ask things like that, because if you're working from like a, a negative, like if you've overdrawn your like emotional balance or whatever, it's going to be hard to operate fully from that space. So I do have to implement certain things on the regular. So like when it comes to work tasks, now I know, let me ask as many questions as possible. So I know exactly what I need to be doing. Uh, when it comes to bed, did I go to bed at a decent time last night? Did I 
do my full night routine? Do I have everything set up for myself? It's harder for me to get out of bed when I have a million tasks to do. So I make sure I get the dishes done before. I make sure I wake up to a clean apartment because I know I work better in that way. I have my clothes laid out. So all I have to do is like zombie walk through my apartment, get my coffee immediately. Like I literally will put my coffee in a water glass out on my table, ready to go. The kettle has water in it already. I leave myself an encouraging note. Like I have to do all that stuff because it's already so hard for me to just operate because I love being in bed. Of course I do, but work has to be done. So I have to make sure I am making it as simple and as pleasant for myself. I mean, I, I think the simplest thing is just like, if you were a mom and like you were also your own child, what would you do? Yeah. And getting to a place where you can ask yourself those questions, like, am I willing to put off my success? Is this 15 minutes worth it? You know, knowing what questions to ask. Um, and I think that analogy was like so beautiful. Like if you were a mom and your own child, what would you do? Like my mom's up every morning, you know, she's, she's a superwoman. But the point of that was that like, you have to, you know, you have to do certain things. And when you're a parent, you obviously have to do certain things. So I think that's really important. Um, and then my last question is a two part question. Um, but the end goal of both of the questions is accomplishing your goals. Um, so the first part of the question involves how do you accomplish your goals and continue to strive for self betterment? betterment when it feels like the world is stopped and what I mean by that is like there is a pandemic you know I think it's so easy to fall into the paradigm of like I'm not my best self right now because the world isn't its best self right now and how do I navigate both those things um but then also still like understanding that you're aging time is passing months are going on even though we are still battling such a detrimental pandemic um so if you could just speak on that a little bit yeah so when the pandemic first started i me and i think everyone was kind of operating in this area of like okay when life goes back to normal when things go back all that stuff my dog is like sniffing around she's being so nosy but <laughs> um but now at this point i'm kind of like okay yes i'm hopeful that a vaccine will come out and things will be okay and we'll be able to see friends and go to brunch safely and all that stuff. But I can't sit and wait for that to happen. Time is passing now, like you said. So what can I do now? And I also had, it was a good moment for me to check in. I was just talking to a friend about this. Like, obviously I'm not happy the pandemic happened, but it also put a lot of things into perspective for me. I think I really would have been an autopilot at work and just doing my small little silly task and not really checking in on, okay, what do I really want? And so when it comes to goals, you can accomplish anything. You can, but it'd be extremely difficult if you don't want it in the first place. It will be super unpleasant. There won't be any joy in the accomplishment because it's not anything that you wanted. So my first step is always just checking and saying, okay, do I actually want this thing and why? What about this is speaking to me right now? Because sometimes even if you think you have a reason or an intention behind it, you realize that's superficial as well. Um, and then I ask myself like, okay, who would I need to be? What, what would I need to do every day to ensure that this happens? I'm moving less from a goal framework and more of a systems place and just saying like, what action can I take every day where even if I don't meet this goal, I'm okay with the progress because I've been doing, I've been changing and shifting every single day. And so sometimes I think it has to be super small, you know, like it, and it's not linear. I was awesome about, I was drinking like a gallon of water a day and just like walking everywhere prior to this. Now I literally have to make tally marks on my fridge for every glass of water I have. Like it is not 
a linear progression, but my focus is just on improvement, however that looks. So things have slowed down. It's difficult. I'm not under normal circumstances, so I can't expect normal workflow, but I can do something. So what is that small, almost non-existent thing that I can do? Yeah, I, I, I adore the talk all about how change isn't linear and, um, you know, you can still improve even if your progress has to look different right now. You know, progress is still progress and that's something to be so proud of. I think that I was always like, I have to do this, this, and this. And you talked earlier about these big milestones, like getting through college, getting a job. It's like you have all these ideas of what you're supposed to be doing. But like, do you ever stop to think about, well, who am I right now? And do these goals still fit who I am in this image of myself? And I think it's super important to be honest with yourself about like, things are allowed to change. You're allowed to change your goals. Um, but you have to be honest with yourself because if like, you don't want to be a doctor or you don't want to be like something in college, then don't do it. Because like you said, it's just going to be miserable. Um, and so, yeah, I think Corona has been so difficult in so many ways. I don't think that needs to be said, but just like it really has given ourselves time to be with ourselves and see like, have things changed? And if they have, that's okay, but mm -hmm. be honest about it. Um, and then the second part of my question involves scheduling. Uh, and I was wondering if you could speak about how you cultivate a schedule where you're accomplishing your goals, um, but you're also having that self-care be like an integral part of it. And I know you mentioned it earlier about how you have like these tasks daily. Um, but I feel like, you know, you're running a business right now. You have this nine to five, like you're doing so much. Um, and how do you, how do you just accomplish that all? Yeah. So one thing that has been a, an amazing addition to my like scheduling thing is a weekly planners. So, like every day of the week, I know what task, what content needs to be live, all of that. So I can just see it before I go to bed. Um, so I'm able to like, arrange the steps accordingly. It has become exceedingly powerful for me to schedule everything like at one point of the week. Um, another thing, I, I work best in the morning, um, early hours. I love feeling like I have control over my day. So I try to use that time before I start my nine to five work to really handle like the really big gentler task. Um, things that take more like creative brain power, like my CEO task emails, things like that, those can wait throughout the day, but that, that big like podcast planning or designing a course or an ebook and all that stuff, that kind of stuff I, I really love to use in just my prime time. Um, I would say those are like the pretty biggest things um, for people who are doing like content creation um, like me. I find it's really like best to batch content. So if I have a Saturday morning where I can take a few different pictures, then I do that. I've also started time logging. So I'll make a to-do list and write the amount of time I think it'll take. Um, and then I will log like when I started each task and when I finished it. And it's been amazing to see just how quickly I can get things done when I'm extremely focused. Like things I had allotted two hours to take me 20 minutes. So that has been a huge game changer. That's amazing. That's so incredible to hear. And I think, yeah, knowing yourself enough to know when your optimal hours are is so important. Like after 2 p.m., I'm done for. I oh, just, it's yeah. nothing ever <laughs> done. Like I always tell myself, if you don't work out by 12 p.m., you're not, you're just, it's just not going to happen. Like, <laughs> I don't know why people that are night owls, kudos. Like, I don't know how you do it. 
my body is just not made for that. I literally was watching High School Musical the other night, and in one breath, like the same song when Gabriella singing to Troy, I was singing along, and then I heard the loudest snore come out of my nose because I had just fallen asleep and like that quickly. And I was like, I can't do this. Like I have to be in bed. Like this is too late for me. It's past my bedtime. That's so funny. I know. I always say like I was made for the grandmother life. Like wake up at six. Let me go to bed at eight. I'm good to go. There's mm-hmm. nothing else I need. <laughs> um, but yeah. Well, that was all of my questions in regards to non-financial self-care. Um, so thank you so much 